All right, guys, podcast number 140. Today's topic, no will or desire to live on. Um, now, uh, depression is a real topic. It's not really one that I've ever covered. Um, I've alluded to it. Uh, last podcast, I alluded to it um, and how important it is for you to uh, be securing yourself and have health in yourself. Um, I'm not one of those guys who, who thinks that it's not okay to talk. It definitely is okay to talk about uh, how you feel um, with the right people. And you just don't go to talk to anybody uh, about depression, right? But um, yeah, that's what tonight is going to be talk uh, topic, and just you know, giving some brief and s- slight solutions, and just going to get into it and some of the things that we can do to um, avoid this, uh, prevent this, and for the people that are currently dealing with it. All right. So if you know how the podcast goes, we always play a song. And this season, it is called Left Field by J.O. and Tori Woods. It's all on on streaming platforms. And after we play the song, we're going to get right into the podcast. And by the way, we're also streaming on YouTube. So if you guys hit the link in the bio, you want to watch on YouTube, um, the full length uh, podcast will be on there. But let's get into it right after this. Have you ever loved someone so much you thought you'd die? Giving so much of yourself. Get some likes in the chat, guys. Tell me what you want and I, and I will give it to you. I will give it cause you call me out of left field Guess I'm love you never had like this Fuck with a winner with a bag like this Guess I'm love you never had like this You call me out of left field Guess I'm love you never had like this Fuck with a winner with a bag like this Guess I'm love you never had like this yeah. Call me out Look, shorty she a vibe, she a ting Fire, something like a vibe, everything on oh, my bad. I'm just stating all the obvious things. We could put the small talk and I can buy you a ring on the rack. Shorty on fire, got me gassed up Whoa. to the moon, got me feeling like it's NASA. Yeah, she a boss on God, got a bag. Right. Back spin was lame, no surprise, he ain't last much. Nope. She ain't never had no love like this, never. but she looking for a love like this. Yep. Come and put it on me, give me something I can miss. We can keep between us, everything tight lips. Yeah, we ain't gotta tell nobody. I don't need much. All I need is your body. Say you like it rough, okay, give it to me sloppy. Do it so good, I ain't thinking about no sloppies. Have you ever loved someone so much you thought you'd die? Giving so much of yourself, it seems the only way. Tell me what you want and I, and I will give it to you. I'm gonna give it cause you call me out of left field. Guess I'm loving never had like this. Fuck with a one or with a bag like this. Guess I'm loving never had like this. You call me out of left field. Guess I'm loving never had like this. Fuck with a one or with a bag like this. Guess I'm loving never had like this. Call me out. Yeah, my bag been right. I done seen you looking at me and that ass real right. Trying to give you something good. I'm gonna make you feel nice. Trying to take you out the hood to a sea first fly. We be dancing on the beach. Get the sand on your feet. Wind through your head, warm Breeze and we straight to my sheet, champagne and believe. If you want a little pain, I can give it to you easy. Damn, baby, I could give it to you proper. Forget every other man I want you. Damn, baby, I could do you how you want. Damn, baby, I could, I could. 
We ain't got a time, no boss. I don't need much, all I need is your boss. Say you like it rough, okay, give it to me sloppy. Doing it so good, I ain't thinking about no sappy. Have you ever loved someone so much you thought you'd die? Giving so much of yourself, it seems the only way. Tell me what you want and I, and I will give it to you. I will give it cause you called me out of that field Yeah, some love you never had like this Fuck with a winner with a bag like this Yeah, some love you never had like this You called me out of that field Yeah, some love you never had like this Fuck with a winner with a bag like this Yeah, some love you never had like this Call me out All right, guys, that was J.O. and Tory Woods called Left Field on all streaming platforms, so you guys can go listen to that. Um, but let's get into tonight's topic. I had to take some notes on this one because, um, you know, it just got to be organized. But it's a very sensitive topic for some people, right? Um, when you talk about anxiety and depression and you talk about some of the root causes of it. Um, you know, two podcasts ago, I did a, a podcast on attack on masculinity. Um, and I feel like a lot of the things that are in society and a lot of the things that are put in place, help contribute to things like this. But also, you, you do have a, a a thing, this notion in society where, you know, there's big on expressing your emotions, which I don't think there's nothing wrong with to an extent, right? Um, now, you know, it, it becomes a problem when, you know, when we get into the realm of wanting to unalive yourself. Yes, you can't just say the K word, right? um or the s word because you know you know tiktok is very sensitive and we don't want to get banned um but yeah w- when you get into that that's where that's where it becomes a bit of a problem um you know one night and it was so it was so long ago maybe about two three years ago um i want to say four and i remember it because i was maybe still living at home and I I don't know whether it was a dream that I had or it was like a daydream, but it, it, it got me real emotional. I'm not going to lie. I did, I did tear a bit. Um, I was in my room and I was just thinking and I was real deep in thought. And it was so long ago that I, I can't even remember that if it was like a, a dream or not. But I was thinking how life would be if I weren't alive. I was thinking like, you know, so many people rely on me. So many people come to me for so many different things. Um, so many people are dependent on me, whether that be emotional, financial, um, for support. Some people rely on me as a means of we're going to reach success, right? Um, and I thought about how sad everyone would be if I wasn't here. How sad and subtle if I was just like to not be here. And I wasn't thinking about like unaliving myself. I wasn't thinking about anything negative, just the thought in itself. Like, you know, sometimes they on sitcoms, they have these, these episodes where, um, the person was like, Oh, nobody cares about me. I wonder what life would be if I wasn't here. And then they have like a, uh, uh, a guardian angel, which is themselves. Right. And I guess it's a place where they're like speaking to their subconscious and, and they show them what life would be like if they weren't there. And I guess these were, this was one of the moments that I was having. And I was thinking about that. And the main thing aside from everything and everyone that I thought about was my mom. And I just thought about, damn, like no parent wants to, uh, bury their kid before they do that's first and foremost. Right. But, 
I just thought about how sad that would make her. And I really thought about that. And if you take the time to think about that, like if you have your mom, if you have anyone who cares about you in your life, you think about how sad that would make you. Like that thought alone made me like want to tear up, right? And I thought about that and I was like, damn, you know, that would be, that would be really selfish of me, right? That would be really, really selfish of me and to just like not be here. And I just, and it, and it, and it drove me and it gave me motivation. Like, no, I have to, I have to fulfill my purpose. I have to reach a certain level of success. I have to make everyone life easier. I have to be that leader. I have to be that guy, right? But my point is, for the guys who fall into this deep level, you know, of depression to the point where they want to unalive themselves and they have no will or they don't have any any will to live any longer, especially if you have a family, especially if you have kids, you got to think about all the people that you will be leaving behind, right? It's a very selfish. It's like not only are you not taking other people's feelings into consideration, it, you're not thinking about, you know, the financial things. Like, say, for example, a man who has a family or a wife, and for whatever reason, he's not feeling good, and for whatever reason, he doesn't feel good about himself, and for whatever reason, he's lost the will to thrive and live on especially if you were taking care of your family. That's a very, very selfish, very selfish position to come from, right? Especially when people depend on you financially, right? And, and, and think about it like this. It's like, when you think about the people who are currently and the people who have been going through what you're going through and the people who have been going through far more worse and what you're going through and not only did they see it through not only did they have success not only did they not unalive themselves they're still living and they're still going and they're still pushing and most people who have the worst circumstances don't live in the united states they live outside the united states i read some some crazy statistic years ago how like you know, most of the world lives on $2 a day or some craziness like that, right? And it makes you think like maybe we have luxurious problems. But my point is these people who went through far more worse or these people who who were down at the at that very moment, but they got through it. So what's your excuse if you have tons of people who got through it and you can't get through it? You know, and it's people that are currently, you can always, always, one thing that I learned when I was younger in religion classes was like, you know, whenever you want to feel better, you want to do better. You don't look at the other people that are, that are thriving and doing better than you. You look at people who have far more worse situations, right? It's like, you know, uh, you know, what was it? You know, looking at other people's situations above you can ruin your accomplishments because it's like you're you're grateful for what you got, you're happy with what you got, but then you look at somebody who's doing better. It's like, damn, well, it's not that good, but that's not what you should do. When you're feeling down, trust me, there's always somebody who has it worse. I remember I was on Facebook. This was years ago, and it was a guy who had like one leg and one arm. Like no jokes, no all jokes aside, this was a serious like a video that was showing this guy, and he was a farmer. And he was working and he was earning like 
50 cents a day of some guy in Africa. And he was married too. He had a whole family. And, and the guy seemed relatively happy. And he not only was he married, he was still working and providing for his wife. I just found it astonishing. I'm like, damn, alhamdulillah, like, damn, thank God I don't got to deal with that. I got a lot of problems, but none compared to this guy. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I bet he would love to be in my position. And it kind of made me feel like an a-hole for like being upset at any problems that I ever had at that moment. You know, and, you know, and this is why it's like when it comes to guys who who fall into this place of like this deep depression. It's like, you got to take the time to think there's so many things to be grateful for. You know, you, things we never think about, like the fact that you can see, you know, there's blind people in the world, right? You know, there's people that have never seen their loved ones. There's people that have never seen their mother. There's people that don't even know what, you know, what, what it's like to go to a park or scenery, like the simple little things for you to be grateful for. And then even furthermore, there are people that have far more situations than you. And usually, in most times, for every problem, there's a solution. There's usually solutions to just about every problem. I've seen it. I've read it. I've, I've seen videos on cure to diseases that you say is uncurable. I've seen people, like, grow taller. I've seen people freaking, you know, just about heal anything. You know, people that were impotent can now can have kids. All types of stuff. There's usually a solution. But the problem is when you dwell inside your problems and you don't try to overcome, you don't try to, you know, seek out a solution. You just give up and give in and allow your negative thoughts to take over. This is usually what happens, you know? And this is why I tell guys, you know, before you get into a relationship, try to find happiness in yourself. And I mentioned this in the last podcast. Uh, you know, becoming high value part two. And I mentioned this, like, before you get into a relationship, you have to learn to have a purpose higher than a girl. You have to learn to have a purpose higher than a partner. Because one of the biggest mistakes, and I'll repeat this again, and I'm repeating it again, because, you know, the best way to re remember something is is repetition. You know, the biggest mistake guys make is when they get into a relationship they put all their happiness into a person. And and there's nothing wrong with somebody bringing happiness to you. That's perfectly normal. And that's perfectly fine. I agree. But the problem is when you put all your happiness into one person, so much so that your happiness is contingent on this person staying, being, and remaining in your life. And you're giving this person too much power over you. So much so if this person was to leave your life, you will fall down. You'd be depressed. You wouldn't be able to, so much so like some people can't operate. You know, some people can't even get through their day. I mean, I've never had it that bad. I've had, you know, pretty bad, you know, breakup stress. But I know some people they can't operate. They got to call out of work. They can't even, they can't function. Right? Because they're so codependent on their partner. They're so dependent on their partner for their happiness that they didn't have a life, they didn't have a purpose of their own. And this is why I tell guys all the time. Because, you know, you have so many guys who, who get into relationships and then what they do is to try to, sometimes they do it looking for sympathy. sympathy. Some guys, sometimes they do it because they really feel as if they don't want to live on 
when their partner leaves them. So what they say is they say, oh, I'm going to unalive myself. If you don't talk to me, I'm going to I'm going to do this to myself. I'm going to harm myself in this way. And uh, I might not be living anymore, you know. And you have a, a few guys who do it because they think that maybe if they show this, uh, that they're going to do harm to their self, that the female may have some type of sympathy for them and want to stay. And then some guys do it because they really feel as if like, you know, they fall into this deep level of depression that they feel like there's no longer any point to live because, you know, they planned out their whole life with this person and they planned out everything. They want to have kids with this person and they love this person dearly. Right. But the whole but the person's on a whole nother page completely, not even maybe a different book, not even a whole other page is just totally different realm. And then, you know, the bad part about doing it for sympathy is when a girl finds out that you're faking a funk and you're not going to really do it, you're not going to really unalive yourself, what happens is they just say, okay, I've seen it. And I've seen it really bad. Like, I've been talking to girls. Like, I remember after I had broke up with my ex, uh, I was talking to some girl and, you know, she was like trying to get rid of her ex. And, you know, I gained so much experience during that time. And she was like how, you know, my my ex just keeps saying he's going to unalive himself, but he's he doesn't mean it because he never actually does it. He just waits for me to come back because I always feel sorry for him. But then she was got to the point, and it was one time I was out with her, and she put the phone on speaker just to like to let me hear. And she was like, he was like, yeah, you better come. Or I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off of this and this and that and third. And she was like, okay. He was like, oh, you dead ass? You not you don't care? She was like, I'm getting tired of this by and just hung up. Now, what if this guy was serious? You know, she would feel horrible. But he's cried wolf so many times that she didn't. She just simply didn't believe him. She's like, you're faking the funk. She didn't say that, but that's how she felt. That's what she expressed. And it's 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 not a great card. It's not a Trump card. It's it's not. And you have some guys who, or even worse, you know, who actually feel like they might want to do that, and then you know, God forbid that they do. And then you have the other extreme where, and we see this on the news all the time, where some guys catch their girl, you know, cheating on them. And they become so depressed. They say, you know what? I'm going to take you and then I'm going to take myself. But if you just look at it on the other side, there are so many people out there. You can have new beginnings. You you can learn so many lessons. All the mistakes that you made with this relationship, you don't have to make it with the next. Women outnumber us. In every like town and state and city, it's it's different. Three to one, two to one, four to one in Atlanta is like 15 to one. I mean, there's also guys who like, you know, like guys there. So <laughs> you got a lot of man fans down there, right? But the point is, falling to a deep state of depression, it's, 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 a, it's a place where I know it's really hard to be patient, but sometimes you just got to think because everything happens for a reason. And it's not a place where you want to be, right? It's it's just really not a good place. And then my point is you just have to find your own happiness before you get into a relationship. Have a purpose. Have a higher purpose. Have a purpose that's more important than her. Have a purpose that's more important than that. And ultimately what I'm saying is you should always put God first. I know a lot of people aren't that religious in this society today. That's fine. Always that should come first. Even if you believe in its existence, dedicate some time every day to understanding and knowing what that means to you. And then even 
after that, you should have a, a purpose in life, a, ded- a dedication to something, accomplishing a certain goal, you know, dedicate uh, to making $100,000 in a year, dedicate accumulating liquid cash, dedicate yourself to a career. Say if you want to be an NBA player, but you're like maybe 25 and you love basketball, but maybe you think it's too late. It's not too late. There are plenty of plenty of pro leagues outside of the U.S. that you can go. I know plenty of guys who do it. All you have to do is dedicate yourself. You can make a full salary, even if it's like 60, 70K, 100K a year, but you're doing what you love. But that's, that requires a lot of time. That requires a lot of dedication. But these are some of the things that you should put first before a partner. And even still, you got to have a purpose if you want to take care of a family. So to get to this place, I just think it's it's very extreme. And you're losing all reasoning. And then if you do, if you are a relatively religious person, if you do believe in God, to my knowledge, anybody correct me if I'm wrong. I know certainly in Islam, and I'm pretty sure it's the same thing with Christianity too. When you unalive yourself, your destination is hell. So it, this is an indicator that if, if the creator doesn't have sympathy for that, why should why should we, you know? Why should we? You know, I remember I was on TikTok and somebody had duetted a, uh, a video with Andrew Tate and, and, and he was talking about how people who unalive themselves are very weak. Um, and then the girl was like, oh, this guy is horrible. I don't even know why guys follow him. And and, this, and she has like more or less a religious page. But I'm just like, I'm pretty sure if you if you take your own life, you know, you're 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 damned to hell. But if if this is if this is a religious law and you believe in a creator of everything, and he doesn't have sympathy for this, maybe that's indicated to you that's not something you should do because it's the easy way out. There are people that are going through far more worse than you. And they figure it out. There are people that are going through the same thing as you and they figure it out. Even if you need to go go to the library and look for a book on your current situation. There are literally books on everything. Literally, the other day I seen a book on how to tie your shoes. And they had the nerve to make it a a 200-page book. Like various different ways. Are you serious? So you can find a book to, to, to solve your issue. There's solutions to every single problem. So when people talk about, you know, they want to unalive themselves, they want to take their life and do all this because they are going through current trivial little situations, it's really hard for me to sympathize sometimes. But I understand that when you don't have structure, when you don't have that religious backing, or you don't have an understanding of how things work in the world, then I get it. There's a level of ignorance, right? And, you know, and then I get it. A lot of people feel as if they have no one that cares about them. A lot of people feel as if they don't have anyone to go to. I do feel like talking to somebody can help, Uh, especially people who feel as if, you know, they don't have anyone to care for them you know, give that person a call a day, you know, if you can help. Maybe that person is, you know, a little a little concerned, you know, they don't have anyone that cares for them. So sometimes people just want to vent. So I do think that it is okay for you to have a therapist or a psychologist or someone, even if you paid to talk to, or even if you know someone at your job was going through some issues and you just check on them like, hey man, how you doing? 
you want to go to get some drinks after you want to go get some food and you can tell them about your issues and just hear them out right sometimes people just want to vent i get guys that call me uh and they book private consultations and i've given them solutions but then I, I i'm intuitive enough to know that they're just talking they just want to talk they're like this one guy he's like oh can i, I want to book an hour and he's just talking and i'm like He's talking for a good like 20 minutes straight. And I'm like, all right, let me give you some solutions. So I give him solutions, but then he goes on talking. And then I come to the realization that he just wants to vent. He just wants to talk. And he paid for the time. So sometimes you just got to let people talk. And that can help them because a lot of times guys say, yo, you helped me so much. And I'm like, bro, I ain't do nothing for you. He was like, you know, just talking to you and listening to your podcast really helped me because, you know, I listened to your podcast and then hearing you actually on the phone just was like so much better. And I feel so much better. I'm doing so much better. And really, the whole phone call, I gave him advice. He didn't even listen. He just talked. So sometimes people just want to talk. So sometimes you have to be intuitive enough to just hear people out. Now, there are a lot of different solutions for um, for this and one thing I had learned last year, actually, that a lot of the food we eat definitely contributes to our emotions. Like a lot of people don't understand that your brain for years, well, and more or less in recent years, has been considered your second, your gut has been considered your second brain. Why? Because there are a lot of links to it. You got things like serotonin and dopamine, which are considered brain uh, neurotransmitters. They're things of the brain that basically help release like endorphins and emotions and things that, uh, that basically regulate your emotions and they're neurotransmitters, right? And they're responsible for things like sleep, happiness, your appetite, your mood regulation, your memory, things like learning, temperament, your temperature of your body. And that's serotonin in itself, right? And and it's said that low levels of serotonin in the brain have been associated with depression, you know, depression and anxiety. But my point in mentioning that things like serotonin is because 98% of serotonin is produced in your gut. And you have so many scientists that, that say that the food that you eat can affect you. I forgot who I was listening to, but the guy was like how he was drinking a whole bunch of monsters and Red Bulls. And he he had so much anxiety. From just drinking that itself, you guys are eating cakes and cookies and junk food. You're eating all this fast food that has an effect on you, especially when you know things like serotonin, 98% of it. And this is something that's considered for a long time, neurotransmitter things that are in your brain that regulate your emotions. Right? These are things that regulate your emotions and it's produced mostly in your gut. So that goes to show you that's an indicator of the food that you're eating is largely responsible for that. Another thing, you guys, a lot of people don't exercise. A lot of America is overweight. But guess what? When you exercise, you know, serotonin, it increases your serotonin levels. The things that are healthy for you regulate your regulate your body and your emotions, you know? Another thing that can help when you are feeling down and depression is you got to learn to change your mindset, right? And one book that I would advise for you guys to read is As a Man Thinketh. Uh, As a Man Thinketh is a really good book, and it, and it lets you understand how your mind works and how your thoughts work. Um, and one thing I want to say is whatever you focus on grows, right? And you can see this with anything. 
whatever you do the most, you get better at. Meaning if you're a fighter, if you're a basketball player, how many hours you spend in the gym, if you work on getting bigger and stronger, those muscles will grow. If you read more, you'll become a better reader. If you specialize in mechanics, if you specialize in cars, you'll get better at that. Whatever you focus on grows. And it's the same thing of the mind. It's karma of the mind, right? But if you focus on a certain topic long enough, you'll learn more about it. If you focus on negativity more, that negativity grows. And usually when you focus, it's like when you ever, you ever see like a perfect car, like a car that you want so bad and you think about it and you want it so much that you start to see the car more, right? Yeah, that ever happened to you, you start noticing certain things more. Or if you ever get a new car and then you see that car so much more than you ever seen before. Well, it's the same thing with negativity. But the thing with negativity is that you're attracting more negative situations. So let's say if you have a negative thought, something bad happened, you got into a car accident, and a day is passing, you're still on it, you're still dwelling on it, and you're not allowing yourself to pass. So then more negative things happen to it. You're riding a bike and you get hit by a car, and then now your bike is broken. Now you got to walk to work, you're late for work, you got to call out of work. Now you got to spend all this money in Uber rides and you're dwelling in this negativity. And what happens is it grows. And not only does it grow, you get more things that bad that's happening to you. So another thing that helps is, is, your, is your mindset. You have to learn to be positive. Think positive thoughts. You can turn your day around. You can have a negative start to the day. But then you change your thoughts. You change your actions. You start focusing on more positive stuff. And then you attract more positivity. Yeah, that's only usually one part of it. And I know circumstances do count for a lot. And I can understand if you're in an environment where it's just completely negative and it's you're surrounded by complete negativity. You don't read. You don't see anything that's bright. You you know, sometimes you may need to get out of your environment.